I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. And you find us thinking about one thing. Getting ready for the Euros, which start well a week tonight, of course. In Rome, Barry, you were pleased with Scotland, I'm sure. 2-2 against the Netherlands. And what a performance. Yeah, I thought it was um, a very good performance, Paul. They were up against um, probably one of the favourites mm-hmm. for the Euros. Um, I don't think they'll win it, but they'll get to the, the latter stages. So, yep, I was I was impressed with Scotland's performance. I thought we were on the front foot. Um, great start, 10 minutes. And we carried it on. Um, and just disappointed that... They scored the last uh, few minutes, which it was never a never a free kick. What but the referee? Yeah, he yeah. was he was yeah. he was a nightmare. Let's be honest with you. Um, but great to see Henry get his first um, goal for Scotland. Nisbet as well in two debuts for for the younger players. Turnbull, who I thought was very good and brilliant to see Billy Gilmer eventually get get on the pitch. So no, I thought overall we've got to be positive. One more game to go before the big kickoff. So yep, listen, bring it on. Reasons to be cheerful. Mark Guidi. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, Paul was a good uh, watch and very encouraging. And um, I think we can, what you can see as well, or even you know all the, the media stuff that's coming out of the camp in Spain, it's been a right good camp. There's a good atmosphere. There's been the setback with the, with the COVID and the half a dozen boys having to stay behind. Um, but it looks really good. And uh, I'm very optimistic going into Sunday as well. But you're right about the referee, the Portuguese, Vitor Ferreira. Uh, he had a shocker. And, uh, you know, it was... I think somebody said to me today he must have had Memphis Depay for for last goal scorer because he was <laughs> determined um, to to give him everything that was going. And there was another shocker um, as well, another Portuguese referee, Luis Godinho, uh, who penalised Nico Williams, gave him a red card. One of the worst decisions I've ever seen, and that was with the benefit of VAR. Um, so the uh, the referees certainly didn't cover themselves in glory, particularly the one in the Algarve. You've heard that over the years, Barry, haven't you? That referees, do you think with the bigger countries, then they favour the favourites? Um, you, you, you could say that. Maybe they're, they're overall uh, with, the, with the, the players that are on the pitch, but I was impressed with, with Mark's... Um, Pronunciation yeah. of uh, the referees. That was, that like was that very buzzer. good. Yeah, like uh, Godinho and Ferreira. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Um, but listen, it's uh, yeah. look going back to the referee for the the Scotland game. Um, he's up there with one of the worst. I've got to be honest with you mm-hmm. that I've seen. Um, and to give that free kick at the end summed up his performance. Well, what are you thinking at home or wherever you are? The weekend starts. You can call Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney on 0808 17 17 700. Stevie Clark would be very happy, I would imagine. Sure, not happy with the referee, but overall the performance, you asked for him to be more adventurous and I think that's what he's doing. Listen, it would have been nice to come away with a win, but it was all about the performance mainly. That's, that's what we spoke about in training this week. We spoke about coming here and put on a good performance. We thought we had a good performance, a good result would follow. And, and listen, a draw against the Dutch is a, is a good result. It could have been better, but the referee decided that wouldn't be the case. Uh, well, <laughs> summed it up well there. <laughs> did. Did. Yeah, did. And you look at his players as well, you know, Andy Robertson, the 80 yard run to put the cross in for, for Kevin um, Nisbet. 
Kieran Tierney again him and, and Robertson like that well even though he's playing wide of a three he's still bombing forward he's getting crosses into the box brilliant turn of pace as well Kieran Tierney when he gets into um, his stride and I was really encouraged to see Liam Cooper play as well and, and I like because I think you know we've, we've been still looking for a centre half to emerge I think we agree that, that Cooper Hanley and Tierney would probably be the, be the back three but you still want to see him in that Scotland jersey and getting as many minutes as possible so that was a real bonus for me to have seen Cooper getting a, a game under his belt Barry what did you make of Liam Cooper? Yeah listen he's got the experience mm. he's captain of Leeds United um, who had a, a very good season in the Premier League and there's no doubt he's a, a very good defender I, I, I do believe if Hanley's fit he will play yeah. and I think it will come down to between Henry and, and um, Cooper but look Cooper done his himself um, really well I thought he again when I watched Leeds he's always one of their, their top performers he's a captain he's a leader um, and he showed his his qualities as I said against the Dutch all our players got pa- pass marks from you Barry in fact from everyone probably who yeah I, th- I thought they got let off Alicia a wee bit they were uh-huh. more forward thinking I think when Stevie Clark came in first and foremost they had to make sure they were solid defensively he sorted that out we do look solid but going forward, um, we've got players that can do some real damage. Um, and they played with a lot of confidence. And I agree with what Mark says earlier on there. Um, the training camp in Spain, it's done them wonders to be together. Uh, they look a group that's really together, fighting for each other. So, listen, I think this Scotland squad is in a real good place at this moment in time. 2-2 two, two against Holland, so we've got Luxembourg on Sunday night and then a week on Monday, two o'clock here in Glasgow. The Czech Republic come to town against Scotland and we'll give you more details later. We'll be on air in the build-up to the big match. We're going to be on from uh, 12 until 2 ahead of kick-off. So as you head to the match, because there's going to be fans there, Mark. I mean, they can't stop yeah. us now, can they? There will be, what, 12,000 people yeah. at, at Hamden. Yeah, it's exciting times. I mean, it would be great to have 50,000, but... You know, let's not get carried away. Uh, Twelve thousand is a major bonus, considering that just two weeks ago there was nobody in for the Scottish Cup final. So the, the punters will be really looking forward to it. There'll be a re- I think you can feel a buzz in and around Glasgow and the whole country now as we're building up to. Because we know we've been in this movie before. Barry's been at the heart of a couple of near misses. It has been twenty-three years, and we've watched them all from afar. And you've tried to have some kind of involvement if there was foreign players in this country playing in the tournaments for their respective countries and you would take an interest in them but we're here now we're part of it it's long overdue let's enjoy it and let's make the most of it yeah the trophy's been going round the yeah. city I think it's uh, gone to London now but uh, and who's going to get their hands on it nobody thinks it's going to be us but do you know what Barry you've said it for weeks we could progress from these first three games yeah look I, I'm not going to kid MD on I, I don't think we're, we're going to win it no. but I, I think there's been real progression since Stevie Clark comes in and I think it's going to be a real good four six years this squad that are a, a very good age if you look at the ages um, of the players that are in the squad I think there's good times ahead for Scotland and look I'm quietly confident that we can get out of the group stage no doubt about it and you're saying in the paper in the record today in your column that you're looking forward to seeing Nathan Patterson yeah, coming well, in d- depending on the Covid situation sure. yeah. um, we don't know yet but I would like to see him get an opportunity it was brilliant for me to see Turnbull get his opportunity I thought he looked bright um, hungry um, energetic that's what young players bring to a squad and a team and it was great to see the B-man come on Billy Gilmore um, I know he's, he's just um, he just joined up with the squad obviously with Chelsea been in the Champions League final so it'd be good to see hopefully 
Nathan Patterson gets a run out on Sunday against Luxembourg because I think if he does get a run out I think a lot of people will be impressed by him Mark I'm sure you would agree it looks as though he's going to blood everyone in the in the warm up games and they are important they're not just friendlies we need to have these matches but um, Nathan Patterson for you bringing that freshness um, he could be a young Andy Robertson that's what you said this morning yeah. in the paper yeah, yeah, I, yeah I did say you might know that Andy Robertson's won Premier Leagues and Champions sure, yeah, League but... he's been phenomenal but I do think he's got the potential I right. really do and well, the bottom line is he's not there to be better than Andy Robertson he's there to be better than Stephen Adorno that's his target to go and show Steve Clark now Steve Clark likes Stephen Adorno he worked with him brought the best out of him at Kilmarnock and you know it's good to see clubs who uh, players that play for lesser clubs out with the old firm in the Premier League um, to, to get their chance so I'm all for that but I think the right wing back players could be up for grabs or right back and, and you look at Patterson yeah he's only played 10-12 games for Rangers but he's been impressive and I don't see any reason why Nathan Patterson can't start against the Czech Republic one thing that he's got in his favour uh, as well he's, he's not phased well two things he's not phased and I think he's got an explosive turn of pace yeah. and in the modern game if you've got that bit of pace against pace against teams that are counter-attacking and you look at the quality of the opposition we're going to play that might just give him the edge um, yeah he's not got the same experience but you couldn't rule out Nathan Patterson starting it's all there for him yeah going forward it's never been in any doubt he's a great attacking fullback or a wingback but what I've been impressed um, with the games that he's played defensively um, he's looked really solid uh, for Rangers and one thing is he's fearless similar to what Turnbull's like and Gilmer's like and hopefully listen Mark's right in what he says Stephen O'Donnell's done brilliant for Scotland brilliant but I think once he's been in training with a Scotland squad give him an opportunity against Luxembourg and we'll see what he's all about but I've got no issues that if he is playing he will go and do a proper job for Scotland. Isn't it great? We've got options, which we didn't have before. Because you're right, Stephen O'Donnell hasn't let Scotland down. In fact, he's excelled with Scotland. Look, 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 yeah. at, that, look, look at that team. You were th- in the middle of the park. You were without McTominay. McGinn. McGinn's McGinn yeah. massive for Scotland. Um, and I thought, I've got to be honest with Stuart Armstrong. I mean, we keep believing that he's a you name... about him, don't you? Aye. He's a name that tends to be forgotten about. You go and watch Southampton this season. He was one of the top performers... And he's a top player, Stuart Armstrong. Um, so our squad is fully quality. And what you want with our squad is competition for places. And that's what Stevie Clark's got. Yeah, and one thing about Nathan Patterson, he's not there to make up the numbers. He's not there as a as a, as a passenger. I think even if it was a 23-man squad, Nathan Patterson was going to be in it. And Steve Clark got a good relationship with Stephen Gerrard. He obviously coached him at Liverpool. And he would have been on asking him, speaking to Gary McAllister, can this boy handle it? Has he got the mentality? Has he got the ability? If I need him to go and play, if something happens to Stephen O'Donnell, can he go in and play for Scotland in the Euros? And there's obviously been a resounding yes because Stephen Gerrard wouldn't put his neck in the line and tell him to take him if he wasn't ready for it. And he wouldn't do, do that to the boy either. So clearly he's ready and that's why we should not be surprised if Nathan Patterson starts mm. a week on Monday. I, I sometimes think in this country if they're 19 or 20, you're, yep. oh, listen, it's a bit too soon. Listen, see if they're good enough. Yeah. Give them the opportunity. They three guys that we've just been mentioning, for me and Mize, are good enough to play with Scotland. Look at England. Look at Jude Bellingham. Exactly, Paul. Great example. <laughs> what, mm. yeah, best newcomer in the Bundesliga. He got the vote. 
um, there by the, his fellow pros um, at Birmingham City. Yeah. He's you know, Barry a year ago, well, and you think that I think Man United thought they yeah. had him, didn't they? They thought yeah. they had him yeah. in the bag. Jim White, White had a couple of exclusives sure. <laughs> sure, mate. Yeah. Uh, with him with uh, Matty Dad and yeah, all that. But uh, brilliant. But to see any young, okay, yep, yeah, he's English. They could come and hurt us um, at Wembley uh, a fortnight tonight. But um, it's great to see young players. You're right. Why not? If it doesn't matter if you're 18, 19, 20, 21. See if you're good enough and you're showing up in training, and you go. He could be anything he wants to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's no bad. I heard you oh. saying there. <laughs> He's Isn't um, phenomenal. How can brilliant you be? at that yeah. age? Mm-hmm. I, I think it was uh, Dortmund were playing Man City in the Champions League um, down at uh, City's mm-hmm. ground, and I thought he was exceptional that night. He was uh, brilliant football, and it's bro- 17 years of age. He's not even anywhere near matured yet. He's yeah. still got another two or three years to. To mature, but what what a footballer that kid does. I think the football development has got much better because it doesn't happen overnight. Obviously, some of the academies must yeah. be doing well, and yeah. in Scotland as well. You know, you yeah. go back to the Mark Voter. Yeah, yeah, remember? Do. There's got to be and, effort, and it, and it takes years and years and years and years, Paul, to yeah. see it come to to fruition, as we can as we can see now. And even when we're talking about Bellingham again. You look at that Borussia Dortmund team. You know, Haaland, mm. young striker, but top. Um, Sancho. England player but in yeah. there as well as a young age so yeah they, you know Dortmund deserve a lot of credit they throw boys in um, and they get on with it but you know back here we've got a lot of good um, kids to, to be proud of and I couldn't say off the top of my head but if you to go through the 26 out man uh, out squad that we've got at the Euros and look at the amount that have come through mm-hmm. um, academies um, you know even like a John McGinn at St Mirren Kenny McLean um, at St Mirren um, you know other guys as well that have come through at Celtic and Rangers Scott McTominay at Man United it'd be quite it'd be quite an impressive list yeah it's a good piece today about you yeah know. I think we've got a lot of very good young players mm-hmm. but I'll be honest with you the three that are in the Scotland squad are, are special young players for me Turnbull, Patterson mm-hmm. and you're the young man Billy Gilmer yeah, I, yeah, I, just indeed, keep, yeah. I just get excited when I talk about Billy Gilmer I just think he's I want to see him start I have to be honest yeah. I want uh-huh. I want to see mm-hmm. A midfield three and Barry you'll tell me how it would fit best to benefit the team but I really want to see John McGinn Scott McTominay and Billy Gilmer be a central three I don't know how that happens McTominay, Gilmer will be the sitters and McGinn in the yeah, you've got the to, for, for me you've got to let McGinn off a leash that's when he's at his best when he's getting up supporting the striker going beyond the striker but that, that three is a midfield I mean you've got power with McTominay you've got the football brain of Billy Gilmer and also you've got the running power and um, goal scoring attributes three, three Premiership players Man United Chelsea and Aston Villa yeah, and three top players so is that for a week on Monday do you I think want to you see start that, with that let's yeah. do it yeah. I, think, I think McGinn and McTominay are absolute certainties sure. for sure and they're I think there's one the whole sheet, yeah. aren't they? and I think there's one up yeah. for grabs so whether okay. it's Stuart Armstrong mm-hmm. Callum McGregor um, or Billy Gilmer um, right now I would go Billy Gilmer mm-hmm. Could you, yeah. you're leaving out as we just mentioned there's Stuart Armstrong who's of course, yeah. um, a very very good player and Callum McGregor you know what I think about Callum McGregor I think he's got all the attributes he just looked a bit tired I don't know whether it's the kind of season he's had can that happen Barry after such a tough season yeah, for listen, Celtic yeah. uh, it can happen he, he's played a lot of football mm-hmm. Callum McGregor as well um, but listen he, he'll know, say he'll be desperate to play there's no doubt and if Callum McGregor plays do you know what that wouldn't worry me either because I do think he's a, a he's top, top player. Players. Um, but Billy Gilmer, I just yep. when, when I speak, mm. when I hear people speak about him, when I watch him, I just get excited about him. The wee buzzer, there's a buzzer. There around is, there. Yeah. Ah, there's definitely it, a buzz. You know, it's not the end to have Callum McGregor and Stuart Armstrong on the bench. 
You know, there's you strong, need a squad, don't strong, you? Strong, ah, yeah, yeah, I've got 60, 70 be... caps between uh-huh. them. So, yeah. uh, aye, look, and that goes to show, and that's why you know Steve Clark, he'll, he'll have an idea of what he wants. To, he'll have more than an idea of what he wants to do a week on Monday. He'll have an even better idea come Sunday night at seven o'clock, eight o'clock when the game's finished. But I can see him wrestling over one or two positions right up until the last minute. Yeah. What, what positions do you think? Wing back, right wing back. Aye, yeah. Hold it. We'll come back to that. Okay, that will be the next one. A few <laughs> other things to throw out there. We all saw that Chris Iyer has said he's indicated that he wants to to go this summer. Many people thought that was the case throughout the season. He's now said it in Norwegian TV. He wants to go, so that says more turmoil for Celtic. And still no word on Postacoglu, but it looks as though. I don't want to use that Big Ange is on his and way. I just yeah. did. I would rather call him Big Ange. Big Ange. Ange back in the East Enders. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no, you know who's dirty yeah. dead. <laughs> you know a few Big Anges. Yeah, steady. <laughs> I think right, look, I think we, I think it'd be a good addition to the night out. Yeah, Big Ange as well. Wouldn't it? So we had Craig Moore last night on the program with Rob uh, and with Jen Beatty last night. So uh, is he on his way, Barry? You're, oh, talk about yep. nights out. Up, uh, yeah. Um, Let's the check. producer James, yeah, James he keeps saying oh, oh we'll get it organised still well, waiting well That's Glasgow awesome. opens up tomorrow we'll get out in Jalemba yep. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be after the Euros I would imagine because uh, being professionals we're getting geared up how's the training going Mark is it for the uh, you, you feeling fit for the Euros Aye, yeah. oh, I've had a few fire sides under my, my uh-huh. belt now. I'm, I'm getting there I'm, 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 uh, I'm doing it about 15 stone 10 any, so any note who was playing Chris Boyd playing and Chris uh, Boyd Frank McAvenny yeah. well, at least you're lighting Big Boyd Kerry Brannigan Played the day. Alan McCoy's played the other day. Sir Charles, the other day. Alan young. Ray. Sir Charles is away in the boat this weekend. He's just oh, he's, he's going right. to get himself in the zone for the for the Euros. <laughs> Plenty to come in. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Barry and Mark. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. <laughs> Go Radio Football Show Friday evening the weekend is underway Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi Paul Cooney and your call's coming on 0808 17 17 700 this time next week we'll be getting ready for the start of the Euros Italy against Turkey the opening match in Rome and then we'll be building up and uh, we're going to have lots of Scotland stars of uh, of now and the past who'll be joining us over the next 10 days some big big names we'll we'll tell you soon who will be joining us tonight we're looking forward to hearing from you what about Scotland the other night against the Netherlands what did you reckon everyone marked them well Mark wasn't it there was there were no failures for Scotland no it was very encouraging um, Paul it was a tough I think when I certainly when I saw the, the fixtures um, come out maybe about you know eight nine weeks ago when it was announced I thought oh Holland right that's a yep. tough one um, and yes okay Holland maybe not get the household names of 10 20 years ago but they've still got De Jong and De Ligt and you know players that are going for 60 70 80 million pounds and they've got a, a top coach uh, and, and and Frank De Boer so Memphis Depay of course the captain so to come away with that um, with a result like that and, and probably just robbed of a victory in the end was was really really good. And um, look, I think it bodes well. We don't want to get too carried away because no. we have been in this sure. movie before. But I think it does bode well. And I, I've agreed with Barry. I think we will get out, Paul. Mm. You know, I think we will get out. Maybe he's one of the best placed third teams, but I think we'll get out and into the knockout stages. Here's the manager after the 2 2 draw. So we're good. Lots of, lots of really good things out the game. Uh, disappointing not to win it, to be honest. Don't like talking too much about referees. I've been in trouble for that quite a lot, quite a lot recently. But the, the, the decision to award a free kick at the end was was embarrassing. But listen, performance is more important than refereeing decisions tonight. And I thought the performance was good. 
man who scored our first goal, Jack Henry. Well, as well, brilliant tonight. I mean, we were two minutes away from getting an amazing result against the Dutch there. The great opposition. It was an extremely soft free kick. It shouldn't have been given. So the lads should be immensely proud tonight of the performance we put in. Yeah, I mean, we conceded more chances late on, but I thought we were very solid tonight. Obviously, that goal at the end was never a free kick, in my opinion, and we should have won the game. But there's loads of positives to take from that. I think you show how strong the depth is in the squad. I mean, we've left boys behind, unfortunately, in Spain, and we come out here and nearly beat the Dutch. I mean, I think it's amazing, and we've got to take positives going into that next game in Luxembourg. And what about his goal? Yeah, it's just from the game plan, it was me to step in and kind of win those battles. Luckily enough, the balls broke to me, and I've just had a strike at it, and thankfully it went in. He took it so well. He did. Um, I mean, he was far up the pitch. He followed the, mm. the forward in and, and nicked it. And it was a great strike. Let's be honest with you. I think a centre forward would um, be proud of that. So I thought he'd done well again. Um, as I say, it's a, a good story, that one. Jack Henry, obviously not getting much game time. And I like when young players go and, and take an opportunity and go to Belgium um, over himself during the, the, the COVID situation. Mm. To go there and, and play week in, week out. And then he's broke into the Scotland squad. So he, he's got a real opportunity. He'll be in Steve Clark's mind. He's starting that first game against the Czechs. Another play. It's not that long ago. He was playing for Partick Thistle five, yeah. six years ago. Yeah. Uh, I see he's wanted by Leeds, Burnley and West Brom, as well as Ostend, who would like to keep him. He's been on loan. One more year at Celtic. doesn't sound as though that's where he's going, but Mark, I suppose nobody knows because they don't know who the manager's going to no, be. No, I mean, you, you know, uh, you know, Christopher Ayer has made it clear today that he wants to leave. That's something that we've all kind of mm. known, but he's confirmed it um, today himself that he wants to go, which is fine. That's his prerogative in here as well to try and find out early and it, it lets a new manager plan so Jack Henry might need to be a part of the the plan um, you know I was impressed him the other night I'm I'm, I'm still not overly convinced um, by him but um, you know I think that they certainly showed a, a good calibre on Wednesday night and took his goal um, very well but I think the way things are going at Celtic Paul I would expect Jack Henry to be a Celtic player um, next season because looking at it um, if he if he regarded him as a Celtic player just now I know he's been in loan he's probably the best central defender that's fit and available so why wouldn't you want so, yeah. exactly I'm going to come back to that shortly um, we're going to speak to a hero now who's on his way it's Alex Woodward he's running from Hamden to Wembley where we'll be two weeks tonight he's raising money to build a community centre for underprivileged children uh, he's completed run one Alex good evening Good evening, good evening. I'm currently in an ice bath at the minute, just starting the recovery process, but it's uh, still great to talk to you. Oh, great, Mark Guidi, oh, Paul Cooney, like... and Barry Ferguson. Oh, Barry, you obviously oh. remember the ice bath. I don't yeah. like ice baths, no. uh, but it's important for recovery. It's uh, important. I imagine by the, imagine by day, day five and six, I'll be, I'll be a like, season pro at them, to be honest. Yeah, you'll need to be sleeping in an ice bath. If you're... <laughs> yeah. Where, where is it? Where is where, the community centre that you're building, Alex? Whereabouts like, is it for? So it's it's for a football team called Finart AFC, and they're based in Brighton. Um, they're they're a non-profit club, and they've been a football team since 1979. And in the last sort of few years, they've actually became a fully registered charity because they felt like <laughs> teaching these kids and supporting these kids at the side of a park for one hour a week wasn't enough. Because they actually supply these kids with football boots and um, school stuff. So they really their, their main goal is to sort of have their own complex. So because of COVID-19 and everything, um, they get struck really hard this year. So they thought that the, the goals of the community centre would have to take a back burner. But um, I, I had other ideas. I had this, this uh, 
plan on raising the money. So this is exactly what I'm doing. So wow. Alex, what 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 is it exactly you're doing? Right, so I'm running from Hamden to Wembley, um, which equates it actually equates to 15 marathons in 15 days. But some days are, are a wee bit longer, and other days are a bit shorter. So today was a longer day; it was 28 miles. Tomorrow will be 29 wow. miles, and then after that, it's like 25 and stuff. But uh, yeah, running or walking? Running, running. Well, yeah, I usually run. I mean, in in training, I was running my marathons. I, I would run two to three half marathons between Monday and Friday and then I would run a marathon on a Saturday and a marathon on a Sunday whilst um, running a plumbing business so my body's already been through it um, but you know the, the main the main motivation for me was I, I was actually diagnosed with a spinal and nerve tumour last, last year um, I, it took about it took about almost 9 to 12 weeks to, to actually confirm that it wasn't cancer um, but after they confirmed that they told me that they might need to operate and by operating um, I would possibly lose the ability to use my right leg at all. So within that period of not knowing if I had cancer, not knowing if I, I would ever have the function again, I didn't know what life would look like. So all I'd done was I got into work and instead of sitting watching the telly, I thought, I've got the rest of my life to do that. I'm just going to get up and run. So I found myself running a half marathon every night. And I've got to the point now where this is, I'm doing, like, I've got reasons personally and I've got reasons for something that. So it all just made sense. Ah, brilliant, Alex. Love that. I'm sure Go Radio will. Absolutely, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll help sponsor you. I think we all will. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, 100%. What's the... I went to school with your boy, Barry. At Holy Cross. Corner. I was in the same year as him. We were in the same French class and that. Don't say any stories on earth. Just keep it quiet. So, Alec, where are you tonight? How far? So, 28 miles, so where are you? Right, so I ran from Hamden to a place called Uddington, which is like just past like Lesme Hago and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But because I, I live in Bodham and a lot of the accommodation in Uddington um, wasn't wasn't really the best. I'm not, I'm not good, I'm just going to say it wasn't that great. So yeah. it didn't make sense for me to finish the marathon and stay there knowing that my flat was only about 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go back to mine. I'm back at mine tonight and then I get up, I'm going to get dropped oh, off of where I stopped and then continue the journey um, but I don't actually start staying in accommodation until Sunday night right because um, yeah. it, it just saves no, money doesn't sure. it like, of course and then you're up the M74 uh, give us the charity so that people listening can log on how can they have you got a, a fundraising page yeah so it's on Just Giving so there's yep. two ways you'll find it if mm-hmm. you search my name Alexander Woodward mm-hmm. or if you search Hamden to Wembley mm-hmm. um, it's on Just Giving so Hamden to Wembley Just Giving you'll find the page so far we've raised Last time I checked, it was nineteen thousand nine hundred. Oh, brilliant! But um, but we, I set the target to fifty, so it's a audacious. I get that, but whatever, anything's anything's a bonus, like a ten of a bonus. Do you know what I mean? So whatever whatever people can afford, if they make the time to donate, like I'm one that I thank you, and I thank mm. I, on behalf of the art, I thank um, I thank wow. Dave, thank you as well. Do you know what I mean? Alex, have you got a ticket for the match? Do you know at the best moment in time? A lot of my mates live in London and we yep. booked a pub in Wimbledon. So at the minute, I'm watching the game in a pub okay. in Wimbledon. Um, so hopefully, if the right people are listening. Mm. I said it was on Sky Sports uh, News today as well. Um, they showed me running away from Hamden Live. 
and I, and I made a I made a comment about the ticket there. So mm-hmm. if I don't get a ticket, I don't get a ticket. If I do, no, I think I, 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 I seen think, you on Sky. Yeah. Is that the pace you're running? Because it wasn't the quickest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it the quickest? <laughs> <laughs> no, run with me the water. Hey, listen. No, listen. Hey, I couldn't. You, you're not old. that far away. Yeah, we'll oh, we'll run them down. We'll drop Barry yeah. off. <laughs> we'll drop right. off. Alex, we'll be I making know, donations. You don't do a lot of running in your plane days either. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Go Radio as well. I think we're going to sort you out the ticket. No, that has to be. Brilliant. Alex, Listen, we'll, that, we'll be back it. in touch. Yeah, seriously. You've got to go there. I mean, that that's yeah. heroic, Mark, isn't yeah. it? I'm, we're going to get you a ticket. You've yeah, got to be at the, the match. Scotland yep. national team, the SFA, will get up for a, at well, least a signed jersey or something for you um, as well, uh, Alex. But it's, it's great. Well, and uh, good luck with the community centre, which is obviously your your goal to go and achieve that for a, a right good area in Brigton and for, and for, for all the yep. kids to make life more comfortable for them so it's, it's great yep. and definitely be donating Alex excellent really appreciate the guys thanks for good, good stuff thanks, thanks for coming on and we'll speak to you uh, as you go down I think we'll keep in touch if that's okay that'd be great and we'll sponsor you Alex Woodward well done thank you good luck good Alex. luck tomorrow yep that makes sense doesn't it back up oh, to ball we'll get driven up isn't yeah, it but I love stories Wonderful. like that I mean to go and do yeah. that I mean run a marathon every every single day but what he's doing it for um, for underprivileged kids um, yep. to get them into football stuff help them with their school stuff and to yeah. build a community centre it's brilliant and as Mark just says I hope there's plenty of people listening mm-hmm. and they jump onto the page and and he, even he said that even if it's £10 £5 mm-hmm. every single bit helps Yep, I think um, he he deserves to be there. I like he's, he's just like that line when he's yep. talking about his own personal uh-huh. um, illness and you know that period of uncertainty. He doesn't know if he's got cancer, sure. if he's going to lose the, the right to, to uh, his right leg. And he says, you know, I'm not going to hope and watch the tell. I've got the rest of my life to do that. I'm going to go out and train and do something to make it all worthwhile. It's a brilliant attitude. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, yep, he wants it. Well, he doesn't want a ticket. Yeah, he's walking for charity. Um, running. He's going to be in London. Sorry, he's running. running. Yeah, I'm just get. I'm. I'm actually getting some news in here. Uh, so, and we'd love him to be at the match at. Uh, well, two weeks tonight, England yeah, against Scotland. Point. So it's Alex Woodward. He's raising for a charity there in Bridgeton for. Uh, well, to get kids involved in football, he had more than a scare last year which he thought, well, I'm not going to just sit and watch the telly at night time. And he's running to Wembley. So uh, we've got, I'll tell you later in the programme, but I think he's going, to, he's going to be going to the match. Yeah, yeah, there's big, uh, big, big names listening to the programme just now. And uh, yeah, I think we can help with it. He's, but, he's dived in his That's contact. a nice wee teaser. Isn't, isn't it great? Nice yeah. It's a great story. Well, it's Glasgow it's Station story. here, Glasgow's own. We're for the people. And we were touched by it. James, our producer there, said, I said bring him on. Yeah. He's fantastic. You know, yeah. we, we didn't know that. Uh, it was what a story. A, I, I think, think, uh, watched it in Sky today as well, like Barry. But it was it was Robert Snodgrass that mentioned it too, as a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Um, about Alex's um, uh, run to, to Wembley, and, and and Robert was saying, you know, what a great cause and trying to support it um, as much as possible. And like you say, Paul, at Glasgow Station, within five minutes, there's offers rolling in left, right, and centre. And to know that he's already raised just a hundred quid short of twenty thousand pounds and fifty thousand pounds. It's an ambitious target, but I bet you he gets here for yeah, sure. It's achievable. It's fantastic. It's achievable. Aye, it's... But I love his attitude, as you just mentioned there. I, lo- I love that kind of attitude. No one to go back, sit in the house, watch the TV, go and do something positive. And what he's doing is really positive, and I hope he gets here. 20, what was it, say, the equivalent of like 25 marathons and 
I was going to ask him who was his uh, player of the night the other night there, there, were, there was nobody filled for Scotland against uh, Holland and uh, but he's in the bath so I think he was in there long enough and he'll go back to Bodwell then tomorrow he'll head down Have you to ever take tried, up the run tried a nice bath? I did years ago Arrhenius. yeah it was murder once yeah. oh I don't know how many caps have you got for Scotland how many medals with Rangers but I love you honesty he's like oh I prefer a bubble bath 0808 08, 17 17 700 any bubble bath stories can we yes we can um, well we'll get some more news shortly on that and we're looking forward to the match on Sunday night with Luxembourg and we're looking back to the other night against Holland uh, and we're going to tell you more news of our coverage coming up in the next few weeks here on Go Radio. Other headlines today where well, Christopher R has said he wants to leave Celtic. Um, well, he's indicated that in the interview. Uh, often you end up, as you know, Mark, that agents come and say, oh, that's not quite what he meant. But yeah, he, nah, wants, he wants to go. Yeah, he's he's gone. gone. That's it. It's just, yep. it's now up to Celtic. It's now up to Dominic Mackay to go and get as much money as possible as he can and as I said about odds and Edward a couple of weeks ago Paul you know set a deadline set a deadline so you're not waiting to the last minute you get the money in then you can go and spend it and get your new players get your replacements in to give them as much time to bed in um, as possible so if Celtic given them that he's got a year to go on his deal if Celtic can get around about £10 million for, for, for Ayer I think that's happy days the the price it's quoted is six million. I think that's a bit light. Yeah, yeah. we'll get more than that. I'm yeah. sure. Okay, mm -hmm. we yeah. need to take a quick break and then we're back with more big news. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show Friday evening as we build up to the Euros and what a mm. buzz! A few moments ago, we spoke to Alex Woodward. He's running from Hamden to Wembley to raise money for a great charity in Bridgeton, and uh, on the line. Lord Willie Hockey just heard it. Uh, the man who helped to save Hamden with the two and a half million pounds uh, last year. Willie, good evening. Thanks for calling in. Good evening, Paul. Um, can I? You've got some news for us, but uh, Alex, are you there? Are you still in the ice bath? I've actually come out of the ice bath because I got a phone call to say there was a bit of news or something. Bit of news. Well, Lord Willie Hockey has just heard it. One half of Hunter and Hockey in the Go Business Show. Willie, what do you want to say to Alex? Alex says, absolutely unbelievable what you're doing. And like Barry says, absolutely love your attitude. So I'm on to say that uh, we will definitely get you a ticket for Wembley. Oh, man, that is absolutely incredible. That's, you know, the thing is, I, didn't, I was happy just to go down and do the challenge. I didn't expect this. Like, if I, I say to everyone, if I get a ticket, it'd be a bonus. But that's absolutely incredible. That's like, that could be the difference of making it or not. That's, I, I, no, I can't wait. Amazing. Alex, only Alex. There's only one thing. It's for the England Croatia game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know something. You know something. I'm going to throw a spanner on the box. I was actually born in London, and my dad's English. Thanks for that. <laughs> Is that right, Alex? I've got, some, I've got someone else. Right, I've got someone else for you. Um, my, I, I've not spoke to Sir Tom, but. Myself and Sir Tom will be delighted to double whatever you raise. And we hope you get the wow. fifty grand. Wow! wow. You're wow. joking. You're wow. joking me. Okay. Brilliant, so, Not touch. joking me. Alex, that's taking you. You're at nineteen thousand ten minutes ago. So you're at thirty-eight, thirty-nine thousand already. Yeah. 
Alex, but, I'll join oh, you. Wow, well, I, I can't even <laughs> begin to comprehend that. That is, that is, wow. That's wow. brilliant. Great touch. Well, well, well done. Thank well you so much. Oh, well done, well, well, well done to the people that go radio putting it together. So well That's done, great. guys. It's what it's about. Yeah, the people of Glasgow. We yeah, just heard about it. James picked up on it. He came straight on. Willie, he was in the ice bath as you heard. Listen, th- are you not in an ice bath? Are you, <laughs> Willie? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. Definitely not. But Alex, good luck, and uh, the the station will give you my details, and I'll get your details in Monday. And uh, look forward to to you making it all the way to Wembley, and absolutely look forward to Dublin, whatever you is. Oh mate, you've, honestly, you've you've made my life, mate. I, I can't believe it. Thank you so oh. so much. I look forward to speaking to you. You're welcome. The kids, the kids. All right, all the thanks best. so much. Thanks, Willie. Well done, Willie. Cheers, Willie. Thanks very much. He's right. in the middle of something there, but he heard it. He was. And he, he just came Willie on. Was in a yeah. bubble bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that phenomenal? So, <laughs> Alex, well done. No, we're we're really touched. Exactly. Yeah. That that is unbelievable. Yeah. And that your charity again. Just tell for those just tuning in. No, oh, I can't. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. They, 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 I, I'm not. I don't even know if it's hard to listen. I've still got a phone to tell them. This is Good. insane. Well, hopefully they're listening. Glasgow and the West tuning yeah. in. So yeah, let's get Alex, the fifty thousand that could end up brilliant. with a hundred thousand pounds. It's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Amazing. Alex, well done. Thank you so, so much. There you are. We boost for. Uh, isn't it phenomenal? Cheers, uh, Alex. Good on no, you. Well cheers, done. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. And thanks That's, to Willie Hockey. Oh, I, I don't know what you're saying. I was the kind of taking a bag. I know. That, that's brilliant. It, that, that it's live radio. What, yeah. What type of guy Willie is. I know. Tom, and Tom. I think he, he roped Tom in as well. Yeah. Right, I was a, say, Paul, it's yeah. the west of Scotland. Oh, they're we're amazing. Glasgow, we're a Glasgow but, station. Yeah. It's go radio and it's about making dreams come true. And we're just, and what about that quote there from Alex? You've just made my life and making dreams come true for people. And uh, that's what the people in Glasgow and go radio is all about. Phenomenal. That just happened live there. Um, it, great. Isn't it wonderful? It's fantastic. So well yeah. done. Thank and you. And the people of Brickton as well for yep. all those kids. What a great boost. Brilliant, isn't it? For them. Yep. And into the summer, starting school, back in August, football starting back, all the kind of things that they can look forward to for the kids um, and their parents for that charity. It's absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the call then, Hunter, to... Hockey to Hunter, uh, just saying we're just uh, doubling that. Uh, the well, two of them even spoke to us, Tom. The two of them are <laughs> he's phenomenal. He's going to do it, but what, what honestly, <laughs> yeah. Alec must mm. be. No, I'm Is, going to say over the moon, but sure. he's lost for words. He, he, he was, he was speechless there. Mm. It was emotional, but he's doing a brilliant thing and yes. and brilliant yep. to to Willie and Sir Tom. That's I think he said phenomenal. as well. That will just make sure that he he, he does that. will drive him he on. He's going to do it, but yep. that that incentive to know that at the finishing line mm-hmm. he's got a ticket and they're going to double the money when he gets to the finishing yeah. line. That's absolutely brilliant. And already he's gone from nearly 20 grand to 40 tonight yeah. during uh, taking brilliant. our call on, yeah. on go. So it's wonderful. And when you think with Tom and Willie, what they did for Hamden, this isn't a different thing, but what, yeah. two years ago, Hamden, we could have lost out to Murrayfield. Murray, football mm-hmm. would have been played at Murrayfield. And you know what I think about that? Yeah. I mean, you know, good people at Murrayfield, but the, the people's game is football. Yeah. It was going to happen. But Willie and Tom stepped in and said, no, two and a half million for Hamden to help with the whole thing. And it didn't then go to Murrayfield because the internationals, that's where the games would have been yeah, on they Monday. Saved, they saved yeah. Glasgow. Glasgow's the capital city of football, yeah. um, Paul. And they saved the SFA and they saved the Scottish football and they saved the Scotland fans. Um, and we kept it at, uh, at Hamden. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have to be honest, I, you know, maybe I've missed things, but I don't think that, um, that Law Talkie... Sir Tom Hunter have had the credit that they deserved for that because you think about it, two and a half million quid they saved our national stadium mm-hmm. and they saved it from going through 
to Edinburgh. It was a massive thing, and um, they deserve a lot of credit for mm-hmm. that. Yep. Hamden's the home of Scottish football, yeah. and they had to stay there. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I don't think I don't think they would want a lot of people talking about no, it. No, they don't. But that, but that doesn't matter. By no, the way, they should still get it. it. They should still get it, and it's almost as if it's like. I'm not saying taken for granted, yeah. but just mm. almost kind of taken for granted, and it's not right. And you're right; they do so much that people yeah. don't know about. You hear yeah. about some of the things, of course, but there's so much I mean, they do. Oh, that was your one, that was the kilt walk. The kilt walk, yeah, Aye. phenomenal. Doubles, well, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's amazing what uh, it's, it's what he's put in. What, what yeah, this does. year, when well, Tom's sixtieth uh, last month, uh, the day before it, we announced that the um, people had raised and he said so I'm topping up with 50% and it was a cheque for £2,050,000 yeah. that he sent right away transferred it no, it's, it's brilliant. amazing I see it for, for doing a bit of work with, with John Hartson's foundation and yeah. Chris Boy's mental health charity I see what the how it gets topped up and it's it's in within days there's no messing about mm. and um, it's true what he says and it's fantastic generosity and for the kilt walk to become now a, a you know, just a, a landmark occasion. It's it's yep. on the calendar for everybody in the country. It's absolutely brilliant. And it's for every charity. That's exactly. the thing. People say, yep. who do I walk for? You choose. Yep. And Sir Tom Hunter asked, what you raised, adds 50%. Yeah. And he, he doubled it last year uh, during the pandemic when people couldn't walk at all. But anyway, just, that, we're, that we're really just lucky. Just yep. listen to Alec there. He was, he was yeah. speechless was. Yeah. When, when Willie says he was getting obviously the ticket bit for the England Croatia game. But to go and double it, <laughs> I mean, amazing. that's... Um, wow. That's sensational. Great. So there you are, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Plenty of energy here as we go into the weekend and we're looking for... <laughs> don't tell us there's going to be a fall over the, the tournament coming up. I don't think Stevie Clark would allow that. I love the way... I think we all do the way he approaches it. Um, you know, he's not razzmatazz. You were saying that in the column today, Barry. But um, he keeps his feet in the ground and you can see the atmosphere he's got with the players. I like and the rapport. Yeah. I like the way he comes across. Uh, you, you don't know... Whether he, he's happy or he's he, he's unhappy, <laughs> poker player. Yeah, yep. he is. Um, but I, I'll be honest with you, it's not just the the, the job he, he done previous. Just look mm. at the clubs he's worked at, the managers who he's worked under, who have brought him to the clubs. He's a top coach and he's a top manager, and we've got the right man in charge of your national team. And I think it could be a a real um, the, the next four to six years, as I says, it can be a a brilliant time for your national team. Make no mistake. Paul, he's a, he's a good character. Steve Clark is funny. What's he like to deal with? Oh, he, 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 he was, he was, yeah. Listen, he's no rent a quote. <clears throat> Let's be honest, he's he's not. But you know, you get you get him away from if you want to say from behind the microphone or, or away from you know in front of a tape recorder. And Barry's been as well. Chris Boy's golf day. Yeah. You know, and you see him when he's you know he lets his hair down. He's a couple of beers. He, he's very open. He's very friendly. Good conversation. Great sense of humour. Mm-hmm. Very popular guy, but above all else, what's most important in the job that he's in, he's a quality coach. And I heard Sam Allardyce on on Talk Sport with Jim White the other morning, and he was talking about how, he said, oh, would you would you go back to him? I said, Evan wouldn't want me back. He said because the fans didn't take to my style of football. He says, but what you've got to do, if you look at what I he's saying, if you look at what he inherited at Evan, and Barry mentioned it earlier in the program as well with Steve Clark. You build from the back, you make yourself solid at the back as best you can. It's hard to beat, so you're not conceding gold. And then you build and you gradually you add a bit of flair and you let players off the leash, as Barry said, it was happening on Wednesday night. And that's what Steve Clark did. You look at what he inherited at Kilmarnock mm-hmm. to then go and finish third. And then look at them two years later, what's just happened mm-hmm. uh, to the club. So he is a top coach and we're very fortunate to have him. Go and look back his first game in charge of the national team mm-hmm. and look at the difference and as I said, just gradually there was improvement each game, 
he made a solid and compact, difficult to beat. And now you're starting to see the forward-thinking players play with a bit of freedom. Mm. And I, I bet you that was in his plan. That was in his plan, the attack, to, to make sure. that That's the most important thing. You're, you're hard to beat, you get results. And then in time, gradually, we're looking at unlocking so many doors going forward because we've got so many players to go and do that. I, I watched his Kilmarnock team many times in his final season when they finished third. And they were entertaining. I loved to go down to Rugby Park. Did you? Yeah. I did I, honestly, yeah, genuinely, yeah. Paul, because. Not phrases many not, people said before that. No, yeah. because they were so. You think back to that team, he had Broadfruit and Finlay mm-hmm. or, or Scott Boyd, two of the centre halves, two attacking fullbacks, Stephen O'Donnell mm-hmm. and Greg Taylor, bombing forward. And when they did, your two, Dicker and Power, would sit and protect. And then you, you, you either had Chris Buck or you had Jordan Jones. Mm-hmm. And then you had, you had Chris Boyd or Raymond Brophy playing up front so they were mm-hmm. Greg Kilty um, Rory McKenzie yep. they were really good and it was the same at Kilmarnock what inherited I think they were bottom of the league yep. and he just went right let's be solid let's get a good shape about us let's be organised and then gradually you're letting people off the leash and that's exactly it's been, it's been like a mirror image mm-hmm. with Kilmarnock and the national yeah. team love it some great facts there you're reminding us of uh, Stevie Clark and who he played yeah, under over the years because yeah. if you think back to the first game you're like oh, sure. I don't know if this is going to be great to watch but listen just Take your time and gradually as we went on, we're getting better and better. And as I says, go back and look at that 26 players that's in the squad. Look at the real quality we've got mm-hmm. in there. And I think there's special things going to happen. I'm not saying we're going to win things, but no. this is going to be a, a real good four, six years for us. Uh, Kendall Gleish told me a great story about mm-hmm. Steve Clark when he phoned him to be his assistant manager at Liverpool. Okay, he says, I phoned Steve Clark. He said, hey Steve, blether, blether, blether. I'd love you to come and be my assistant at Liverpool. And Stevie says, I'll be at the training ground at seven o'clock tomorrow morning. Never asked about money, never asked about length of contract. Kenny says, that told me all I needed to know. And he turned up at the training ground at seven o'clock the next morning, ready for his work. That tells you all you need to know about Steve Clark. Wow. Kenny then didn't pay him at all, did he? (laughs) 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 Quick break and the news is coming and then we're back. They're on fire tonight. Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy next. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Well, how do you follow that uh, first hour where Alex Woodward, he's out of the ice bath and he's got 40 grand already for the charity there at the Bridgeton. Thanks for Lord Willie Hockey for calling in. And he and Tom Hunter are going to double the money raised by Alex. It's just a great story in the first half. We hear so many things, Barry, the, the bad side of life and football or whatever, but you know, there's so many great people in Scotland. Yeah. Alex, what he's doing, and Willie for the call. He just took the words out of my mouth. So many um, great people in the world and, and just that phone call yep. For, yep. for Willie to Alex and... Um, in the space of a minute or two, he's doubled his money to forty thousand pound, and he's got a ticket for the for the Scotland and, and England game. So, amazing, amazing thing. I love hearing things like that. And um, fair play to Lord Willie and, yep. and Sir, Sir Tom for for doing these sort of things. But say it, what you were going to say about um, yourself and Wembley. Was, yeah, <laughs> what were you going to say about running to Willie? To Willie, <laughs> I would run for years. 
um, to, to Clyde Valley of Wally would get me a ticket. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. only twenty mile, but it's not that it's not the same. But listen, what a story. I, I, I yeah. just love I just love hearing things like that. It's brilliant. Brilliant it, what he's doing. Actually, Real positive thing he's doing. And hopefully he'll get the money to build the community centre. It's great when you when you know you look at guys like Lord Willie Hockey and, and Sir Tom Hunter and the, They've, they've worked hard all their days to, to, to build up into you know successful business. But the thing is, they're in a position to make dreams come true, and they make them come true. You know, they they get a buzz out of what they can do for yeah. others, whether it be charities or individuals like Alex tonight. And it, it's great to see that they they love spreading the joy. They're in a position to spread the joy. They don't need to, mm-hmm. but they choose yeah. they choose to do it. And again, it's like it's just that generosity of people in Glasgow great. and the west of Scotland. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yep. they, they give so much back. Aye, Let, let's be honest. The amount of stuff yep. they do for for charities is um, unbelievable. Um, but a, a brilliant story, brilliant couple of minutes. I mean, Alex summed it up there. It's the the, the best um, best phone call he's ever had. Mm-hmm. And he had bad news, which he's turned into good news, mm-hmm. you know, health-wise. And he said, I'm not just going to sit and watch the telly. I'm going to get out there. And he's running um, every every day between now and the match, which is two weeks tonight, will be at Wembley. <laughs> You're up for uh, it. Yeah, looking forward yeah. to it. Excited ready, for yeah. it as well. We'll, we'll just yeah. be ready to pick up the Scotland yep. teams and the, the England team to see what the starting lineups are. Gareth Southgate against Steve Clark, oh, England v Scotland sure. at Wembley, an absolute belt. And you look at Wembley the other night at home to Austria. Sorry, mm-hmm. it wasn't at Wembley, but um, you look at England at home to, to Austria, and for all the talent that they have, they, you know they were. It wasn't overly no. impressive. Mm-hmm. You know? they, they don't look yeah. like a team to me. It's a. a Teamy individuals. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at England. Some phenomenal on players. Paper. Yep. Phenomenal players. Top, top players. But I look at our team. There's a real togetherness about our team. Um, and listen, look, we'll, we'll go down. I'm not saying we're going to go down there and, and um, batter them. But do you know what? I'm confident we could come away with something. As you did in uh, 1999 at Wembley. Yeah, they, yep. they, that England team, I mean, you'd see in Adams, Beckham, mm-hmm. Scholes. Alan Shearer, Sheringham, I can go on and ins. Any good players? <laughs> yeah, like top, top players it's and amazing. nobody fancy does. Yeah. And it'd it be fair, we were, um, we were disappointed just to win 1-0. Mm-hmm. We, um, Christian Daly, a, a header, a great save by, by Seaman. Mm-hmm. I think a couple of minutes to, to go. And I think it went into extra time, we'd have won that. What did it feel like beating them? But I realised it was tempered because of the fact that we didn't go through. It was but, disappointing. Yeah. Before it was, it was pretty low in the dressing room mm-hmm. after it because yeah. so we close. let ourselves yeah. down. We weren't good enough at Hamden. Mm-hmm. They beat us two 0 Schools uh, scored the two goals. Um, we just never turned up. So we had to go down and prove a point at Wembley, and we done that because I thought we were the, the best team by a country mile. We just couldn't get that second goal to take it into extra time. If that goal had went in and went into extra time. They, they were gone mm-hmm. you, you could sense it on All the right. pitch mm-hmm. they were gone 2-2 two, two the other night against the, the Netherlands here's the manager speaking about uh, a debutant who played really well David Turnbull good good debut uh, lots of good stuff one or two things that we can that we can work on as, as you would expect but one or two things we can work on with all the players it was rather than looking for indiv- nice for David listen first cap did really well against a tough opponent so that's a big feather on his cap on the back here really good season at Celtic so he can be pleased with his performance, but all the lads can be pleased because we played well, we played the way we wanted to play, we were aggressive at times, we got the press right sometimes, not all the times we got the press right sometimes, and when we did that we looked a good team. 
What about the player himself? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's obviously a great achievement to finally get that under my belt. And of course, a friendly, but to do it against such a big team and play a good part, I really enjoyed it. David Turnbull was asked also about the whole setup. Yeah, it's just about the tempo and moving the ball quicker. If you make a mistake in the ball, more or less get punished most of the times. But I tried to do my best and I felt I'd done that. Mark? Barry. It just yeah. sounds if like he's doing his interview in a beach bar down in Albuquerque. It does, it? doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but last yeah. night, brilliant. I, I thought he'd done really well. I've got to be honest with you. And he deserved he deserved to be in the squad. Mm-hmm. Um and he'd done his chances, no harm whatsoever. Um I'm sure he'll be in Steve Stevie Clark's thoughts to, to play in that first game. Mark, there's a bit of bounce about the players as well in the interviews. The whole I mean, I know it's it's easier when you're winning or drawing. But there is just a different atmosphere yeah. in that camp. You can see it. Yeah, um, you know, it's like the like what, what I was saying earlier about the twenty-three year uh, gap. It's like the players are aware of that um, as well because they've grown up with Scotland supporters as as boys watching, you know, Barry's teams, you know, from going back to to Bertie Vox to to Walter to Alec McLeish, Kay Levine's team. So they, they they'd have been supporters sitting with their with their mums and their dads, their brothers and sisters watching Scotland not reach finals, and now they're there as players and they've absolutely grasped the opportunity they get what it means to the nation they're putting out good messages they're not a closed book you know they're not full of cliches they're actually opening up and giving us stuff that the nation want to hear and uh, they're embracing the whole thing and, it, and it's just great to hear Paul and that's why you know just as, as we get closer and closer you say seven sleeps to go until the, the tournament starts ten sleeps until uh, we play against the Czech Republic so it, it is without getting carried away it's very, very exciting. Mm. It is exciting. Mm. I'm excited. Um, as I said, I, I was um, involved in two playoffs, didn't do it. And, yeah. and when we beat Serbia, I was, uh, I think I said it last week, I was jumping about the living room. Yep. I'm delighted. I want to see Scotland do well and um, I want to see them get through this group stage. And as I said, I think we've got a real opportunity because we've got good quality players. I just like the vibe I get for the players when you hear them interviewed. Right. Um, that's the word vibe that's yeah, the word just uh, it screams out at them that they're, they're happy to be there they know what way that Steve Clarks want to go about it and it looks if they know their job's inside out they know their roles within the team there's no no doubt yeah. about it and it's great to hear Stevie Clark he's still no too happy with getting a draw against the Dutch he feels he needs to go back on the training field and work on a couple of things um, so no, I like what I hear not just for the manager but for the players when they, they get interviewed and that's what Steve Clark will enjoy as well Barry that this is the first time he'll actually he's had the players to be able to go and work with them uninterrupted you know and get a good week's training under their belt go back and relaxed surroundings and go through things maybe just pull a couple of players in privately do we individual stuff with them rather than it being you know you turn up for the for the camp with the double header and you're lucky if you get two solid training sessions and we can lucky. get players ah, you get players arriving at different times they're then having a recovery day and then it's a preparation day and before you know it you're playing so Steve Clark because he's meticulous in his preparation he's, yeah. he's a meticulous coach and him having this time with the players should be really beneficial to us and I think you can see that Paul with how we played on Wednesday night well, he was speaking afterwards about the other goal scorer, Kevin Nisbet. I read his press comments through the week and I thought, well, if I put him on, he'll score because he's told me he's going to score. So <laughs> it was nice for Kevin to get that goal and I'm sure he's I'm sure it was a proud moment for him. It was a fantastic goal, great goal, great break for Stuart Armstrong. Legs from Andy Robertson to get round the outside of Ryan Christie. I think Andy knew he was just about to come off so he, he, could, he could have one of their long bursting runs, quality cross and a good finish for Kevin. Really, really good goal for us. Wonderful goal, wasn't it? 
It was a great goal. Yeah. He summed it up there. Um, I mean, Andy Robertson, what, 70, 80 yards. He burst <laughs> to go on the end of it. And um, Kevin Nisbet, delighted for him. I was disappointed with his performance in the Scottish Cup final. I, I wanted to see a wee bit more. But listen, he's a, this is his first full season, remember, in the Premier League. Um, so he, he's done really well. And he's found his way into the, the Scotland squad. And to go on and get a goal, that'll do his confidence. No harm whatsoever. Um, and a bright future. But where will that future be? Do you think, Mark? Well, I think John Kennedy is on record as saying that, that Kevin Nisbet is, is on the radar. You know, other players like you know Scottish talent, you know, are playing in the Scottish game. He's, he's Northern Irish, like Ali McCann, yeah. on the radar. So look, Celtic need players in every position, Paul. Yeah. You know, from goalkeeper mm-hmm. right through to, to a right good number nine. So Kevin Nisbet at, at two and a half to three million pounds uh, is that a possibility? Absolutely, Lee Griffiths has the the uh, the trigger date mm-hmm. come and gone. So, what's what's the score with Lee Griffiths? Is he available? Did they trigger the the contract, or is he a, is he a free agent, or does it run to June the thirtieth? Um, who knows? But could Lee Griffiths be involved in some kind of deal that brings Kevin Nisbet to Celtic Park and Lee Griffiths goes back to to Easter Road? I think that's something that you, that you couldn't rule out either. Barry, you could see that happening. Yeah, you could, a possibility. I, I don't know if it would be better for Kevin Nisbet to stay and play another season. But listen, money talks. If somebody comes in with the right offer, Hibs seriously need to look at that. And and the player might think he's ready. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I think it'd be good for him to play week in, week out for another season for his development. But I'm not surprised that clubs are looking at Kevin Nisbet. Because mm-hmm. he's young, he's, um, he's full of energy, he can score goals, which is the hardest thing to do in football. Yeah. So he could get games time at Celtic. You yeah, never he know. could because yeah. it's an area where they're very, very light Celtic. So you could see that um, that sort of deal kind of happening. But we, we don't know what's happening with Lee Griffiths because we don't, don't know, know what's happening took the with the manager. Don't know what's yes. happening with the director of football. Don't know what's happening with, with the captain. Don't know what's happening yep. with the head of recruitment. So many key positions. Um, Do you know, it's only a week since uh, we announced the news about how not coming that's a week ago it seems ages yeah. I, I think it does uh, Postacoglu he doesn't have the pro licence so you can see John Kennedy still there um, you can have somebody on your staff with a pro licence mm. Paul you pointed that out a few days ago yeah you yeah. can if you don't have it um, you can have somebody on your staff but the, the issue for um, Ange is it takes two years to get your pro licence now I don't know whether the Celtic somehow can maybe fast track that but then I think people would be looking on the pro license who have need to go and do the two mm-hmm. years. Why should somebody get fast tracked? Mm-hmm. So that's an issue um, that Celtic mm-hmm. need to deal with. But he can become the manager if you have somebody on your your um, coaching staff that holds the the pro license. Yep, it's a hundred days today since uh, Neil Lennon left the building, and uh, still no sign of yeah. the, of the uh, new manager. Well, a hundred days since Neil Lennon left the building, and we're now to. to Public knowledge, day eight of the chase for Ange Postecoglou. Now Celtic say they were already in negotiations, so this could be day fourteen, day fifteen, could be day thirty. But we know, still not over the line, Paul. Yep. You know, I talk about the manager. It's, it's a key position at the football club, the most important position at the football club, and there still isn't an appointment. And I'm not saying it's easy to go and get a manager. Clearly, it's not. Look what happened, where they how. But if I'm a Celtic supporter, I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking in at that. I'm thinking. Wait a minute, for me, it's not good enough. Yeah. It's absolutely not good enough. Mark, they start pre-season in 12 days. Yeah. 
Yep. 12 days. Manager's going to have to isolate for at least 10 if they appoint. Yep. But pre-season, believe me when I say this, is the most important part for players. Yep. It is, it, that, that sets you up for the season ahead. And Rangers and were you, so well set up this time yeah, last but when year. When you've not got a manager, you've not got a coaching yeah. staff, you've not got players. What's going to happen there? That, that that must be a real worry, and I can see the, the frustration, the worry for Celtic fans. That's what they'll they'll be thinking. Twelve days to the start pre-season. It's also as well. You look at what's at stake in the next twelve months. So first of all, in August, they've got Champions League qualifiers, which is worth in the region of thirty million pounds. If you win the league, if you're crowned champions May next year, you're guaranteed thirty million pounds. There's sixty million quid at stake for Celtic and Rangers, mm-hmm. but Rangers are Rangers are in position they've got everything good to go for Celtic £60 million potentially coming into the club if they get it right and they're successful at the moment you, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't back them to get anywhere near it right now they might turn that around Paul but right now you're thinking it's not impressive no I saw Charlie McGrew on Sky yesterday and you know he was also saying they'd have to make this decision very, very soon. See, see if I'm a signed player, I, I know Callum McGregor, I'm just using these these players as yeah. an example. Callum McGregor, David Turnbull, I know they'll be focused on Scotland, but they'll be watching and thinking, sure. what's going on here? Mm-hmm. We, we don't know. Like Good players, very good players in fact, they'll be wondering that if I was a player with no manager, half a team, having to bring in 10 11, 12 even mm. players I'd be worried yeah. I'd be seriously worried It wouldn't surprise you? me if Callum McGregor looks to get away you I think? Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised Paul if Callum McGregor is he McGregor. wanted anywhere else? Oh, he will be if it, if it you know if, if it, in the public domain or privately you know, if, if he's if his representatives are, are doing their, their work behind the scenes and if it does you can't blame him he's, he's been an excellent oh. servant you know, broke into the team under Ronnie Dyla you know, really excelled under the coaching skills again and you get back to Brendan Rodgers getting a hold of kind of raw talent at that and, and development into a top player um, so look, if he did decide you know after five, six years in the first team at Celtic um, that he wanted to go down south and try his luck down there you, you couldn't blame him if absolutely Cal- couldn't blame if him If Callum McGregor became available he wouldn't be short in offers no. that's 100% he's a good player never had the best season no, we, we all know that and probably Callum's a very honest guy if you ask Callum he'd say no I wasn't at the levels that I should mm-hmm. have been but if he becomes available and he decides listen there'll be a number of clubs would take him in a minute and what level would it be mid-table uh, no he'd no. play Premier League all day yeah in England that's what I mean mid-table team or top six team yeah, no, maybe. he could go down like, you don't know what you mean for a Leicester for, a, for yeah, example Rodgers yeah. would have a sniff for sure yeah. 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 I mean his ex-manager he would take him mm-hmm. Um, so as I said listen there would be a number of clubs interested in him people reckon cu- Leicester would be the one would yeah it, w- a couple of years ago yeah. Brendan Rodgers wanted him Paul yeah. and, and what happened at Celtic was basically Kieran Tierney kind of beat him to it to right. get out the door and I think there was a decision made at Celtic at boardroom level quite rightly that you couldn't sell Kieran Tierney and Callum McGregor mm-hmm. in the same the same summer window so Kieran Tierney got out to Arsenal and, and Callum McGregor had to bide his time but there's no doubt if Celtic decided to let him go that um, he probably would have ended up at, at Leicester but the player decided to to stay and respect the club's wishes but now we're, we're two years on he'll be looking at Kieran Tierney how he's excelled at Arsenal he'll be looking at John McGinn Look, with the great respect he'll, he'll be getting paid a lot of money at Celtic and deservedly so but he could go down there and triple his wages but he could go down uh, south Celtic and triple fans, his money Celtic fans would go off their head surely you would imagine but I think they yep. would respect it mm. given the circumstances I he's think done they would his respect time. it yeah Okay, I seen the paper today. They're showing you with the players, the current squad when they were younger. There's a 
you can see it's, some of it's easy to recognise Lyndon Dykes he hasn't changed apart from the colour of his hair there's a great picture of uh, Sir Alex Ferguson there with Scott McTominay um, but the thing about McGregor and uh, Kieran Tierney they're both in Celtic strips at that point so they had a long time at the club so yeah. I get what you're saying Mark they couldn't let both of those go at the same time, yeah. two years ago. Okay, it's 21 minutes past six. It's the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. You can call Barry and Mark next. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show kicks off the weekend for you. Remember, we run from five every night. We're going to continue right through the summer. Whether you like it or not, we're going to be here Monday to Friday. And our weekend Monday will be on air from 12 noon. As we build up to the Euros for Scotland back for the first time in 23 years. Scotland against the Czech Republic. Before that, this Sunday night, we've got Luxembourg. We'll talk about that shortly as well. And there's still a great atmosphere after the 2-2 draw with Holland, the Dutch Masters, the other night uh, on the Algarve. Uh, John Fleck is still... He's, you feel for him, don't you, Barry? He's still... In isolation and, and just working out on the yeah, on the bike. Yeah. That'll be hard for uh, Fleck. He's stuck in the room um, when all the boys are out, obviously training and and doing whatever they, they do in their downtime. So look, it's one of these things. That I, I'm sure I've seen that he's got a a bike or a treadmill in his room, so he'll be keeping himself um, yeah. as fit as he can be. But uh, that that's that'll be hard. That'll be hard. Mark, we hope that uh, we're not affected again by COVID. Six players were held back yeah. uh, and didn't travel to the match in the Algarve there at La Finca in Spain. Fingers crossed everything goes okay for us. And Sorry, just to, are they available for Sunday? Are they allowed to travel and, and play in the game? Or are they, not sure are they yet. Out? I, don't not, know. I don't know if it was just a precaution or if they're, mm. if they're actually out for both mm. uh, friendlies, Paul. I wasn't sure, but look, if, it would be good if, if McTominay and McGinn and Che Adams and Steve Nadorno and Nathan Patterson... Uh, are all um, Grant Hanley as well and uh, David Marshall are all uh, available because Steve Clark ideally would want to give all them a run out mm-hmm. uh, at some stage um, on Sunday but if they're not you know what you're getting off those guys mm-hmm. um, all of them it would just have been probably the one he'd, he'd want to see as, as, as Patterson I don't know he'd want to see them in, in live action I think for sure must be so frustrating for those players though you know, a long season, then you travel, you're looking forward to the Euros and then you had to stay behind. But look, fingers crossed that, that we're okay COVID-wise. Thanks to everyone who was in touch on the on the socials saying they'd love to hear the Scott Brown interview with their own Joe Henry, which last night. So we're going to play a bit of that. Uh, another former Scotland captain, Scott Brown speaking to Joe. Scott Brown, welcome to the Go Radio Football Show. A huge summer ahead for Scotland. How much are you looking forward to, to watching on in this tournament? Yeah, it's going to be fantastic for Scotland. It's great to see the country get back to the Euros. It's just a pity all the fans can't go down and watch the games and that, but no, we're looking forward to it. I'm sure most of the nation's looking forward to it as well. Now, you retired from international duty in 2018. Is there any part of you that, now that we're there, you know that it's been 23 years, that kind of wishes a wee bit that you were still there? Oh, I wish I was there, yeah, of course I do. But uh, this bunch of lads deserve their opportunity. I've retired uh, once before, actually the official retirement, but it was definitely time for me to retire and give something else a shot of it. I wish the lads all the best the Euros it's going to be exciting you mentioned the squad there as well in terms of the quality that we have there's some amazing individual talent in that team and talent that you know really well too what what do you make of the, the squad overall? I think the squad is very strong I, I think the thing that we've struggled with over the years is trying to get 
a fantastic 11. We've always struggled in positions and not had the, the right number, uh, the right players available at the time. Now the squad's looking very strong all the way from the goalies all the way through to the, the front three. And of course as well, you you know David Turnbull, he's been called up for the first time. In terms of David's contribution, how encouraging is it to be able to see him hopefully be able to make his mark in, in the next three games? I've seen him since he came in, he's worked extremely hard. Worked on his uh, building his upper body up, getting a little bit quicker as well over the distances and that. And he's also he's full on fitness as well. So no, he deserves his opportunity and what a time it is for him to get called up to his uh, first actual squad in the Euro. So no, I'm I'm delighted for him as well because. He deserves it. He's worked extremely hard, as I say, and plus he's a fantastic football player as well. And it's not just David Turnbull, of course. I mean, you know, you played with Forrest McGregor, Hendry, Christie, and, and one is, you know, Kieran Tierney as well, who's obviously gone down south and done remarkable. What do you make of Kieran's development? Yeah, I think everyone knows how good Kieran is. He's one of the best left-backs in, in the world. And now he's just getting better and better. And it's his fighting spirit and also his strength and his pace that's also pushing him into new things as well. His quality has always been there, his dedication's always been there, but he's just going to keep getting better the more he continues to play as well. And he's shown the world how good he is, and I'm sure he'll do that on that big stage as well. Now, I mean, we talked a little bit there about, you know, it's been so long since Scotland qualified for a major tournament with the 23 years. I mean, France 98, what are, what are your memories of, of France 98? I mean, you'll only have been a young guy at the time, but uh, what were your memories? <laughs> I just remember coming home and my mum had uh, the Scotland flags on the windows and the balloons and everything, and we were all sitting down on the, the big massive square box telly to watch the game. So, no, it was, it was great. And for us to play... Uh, in a Euros and to see all the Tartan Army fans over there it was it was something that I always dreamed of doing but uh, sadly it's, it's not to be but I just wish the lads uh, they make the most of the situation because it's going to be three fantastic games for them to get out of uh, that group And even though it wasn't to be for you how proud a moment is it to lead your country out as captain and you know if you think back to France 98 when you were sitting watching that and then to fast forward you know, a couple of years, and that was you leading Scotland out. How how did that feel? Yeah, it's a great honour to lead my cap, uh, lead the country out. Sorry, and to be captain of the country, it's something that you dream of when you're a kid. And you always want to play for your national team. You always want to do the best. You always want to win the games. And I gave 110 percent when I could play and tried to be as fit as I possibly could be. And that's something that I'm going to cherish and that will live with me for a long, long time because there's not a lot of people have that opportunity to do that. And I was lucky enough to do that. Uh, a few times from our country and it wasn't just for Scotland obviously you had an incredible um, time at Celtic which has obviously just come to an end recently H- has it sunk in yet in terms of uh, having having left Celtic and moving on from that part of your career yeah it's sinking in now it's, I had 14 fantastic seasons at the club I've enjoyed every single moment of it but uh, as I said before I felt like it was the right time and the right opportunity for me to move on and Aberdeen's a fantastic club and I know Stephen and Alan really well and I'm looking forward to actually getting on the training field and working with the lads as well as playing as well. And you're you're obviously really enthusiastic to get going at Aberdeen and it will be a big change for you though, won't it? Because Celtic's been such a huge part of your life for such a long time. How much are you looking forward to actually, you know, a change of scenery as well and and a new challenge? Yeah, as I said, it's it's definitely the right time for myself to move on. I, I feel like I can still play football. I feel like I can still uh, get through 90 minutes and still help out the lads as well in the park. So 
it's a it's a huge challenge for myself, but I'm enjoying the backroom uh, bits and bobs that we're doing as well, working on budgets, bringing in players, having to speak to players' agents and stuff like that. So I'm enjoying that part to see how the club works. And also, we're prepping for pre-season now, so it's different parts of the game that uh, you maybe take a little bit for granted when you're a player because you just turn up and you just uh, hope for the best. And all the coaches have got all the sessions planned, so now I'm part of that, and but also playing as well. So let's hope the sessions are good. Scott Brown, there's some great stuff there with the former former Celtic and Scotland captain now of Aberdeen. Mark? Yeah, he spoke very well to, to, to Joe there. You know, you can tell, like we've been saying, he's excited, he's delighted as well to see Scotland um, reach a major final. He's going to be watching it uh, as a fan. And then in terms of his, his new job, you know, just getting in about it, learning that, you know, every day will be a school day for him um, as part of a, a, a management um, staff now. But... Making it clear too that he'll be he'll be keeping the the, the boots on and going to have a, a part to play on the field. Still got a part to play on the field, Barry. Yeah, I would imagine so. Um, I think it'll be a big part of um, the Aberdeen starting eleven next season. Um, it's a new beginning for him. It's something that he's wanted to get into. Obviously, the coaching side of it, and Stephen Glass is obviously going to give him him that opportunity to go and um, do his, his stuff on the, the training field as well. But first and foremost, I think he'll be a player. I think he'll he'll be a big player for Aberdeen because um, Aberdeen will need him. They're, um, I was disappointed with Aberdeen the last maybe month, six weeks, month um, when I watched them. wasn't too impressed by them. Um, so Scott Brown is going to need to come in and, and shake that place up and make sure he's a, a big player for them. What do you think has happened? It's obviously the new manager in there, the change the, new the system. Ideas, yeah, yeah. New, new ideas. I think the, the players there probably before were used to a certain way under Dell. Um, they played a certain way. They were very successful in that way. I was surprised like everybody when um, Dell left the, mm. the, the football club, but they went down a different route with Stephen Glass. Um, he's come in and it's a big summer for him because he'll need to go and recruit his own players which he's done and obviously one of the biggest ones is bringing Scott Brown in because sure. he is a leader on the pitch and he'll need to kind of manage things on the pitch so it's a big season mm. for Aberdeen next year Because Mark, he had a great record we, we all know that Derek McInnes but that team yeah. was running out of puff wasn't it? It couldn't score yeah. goals and something had gone wrong sometimes it's time for a change Aye, Listen, there's no doubt it was the right time for well, I, th- I think the end of the season I'm surprised that it happened Yeah when it did with seven or eight weeks to go but there's no doubt that for Derek McInnes it was the right time to leave I think there was going to be a partner of the ways anyway um, and for the football club it was it was the right thing too to go and get uh, a new manager you know the thing that Derek McInnes and his staff had was a wonderful working relationship with Stuart Mill and Stuart Mill was the chairman owner who brought him to the club and you know they were, they were you know, very beneficial um, for each other Derek you know great stability to the football club Stuart Milne knew that the club was in good hands, he could let Derek run it, run the full show uh, from day to day. And then things changed, you know, Dave Cormack um, came in and um, you know decided he wanted to do things his way, training ground named after him, etc, etc. And you could always see that, for me, just I just thought that I, I don't expect this relationship to, to last or be potentially as fruitful as the one that, that, that Derek and, and Stuart enjoyed. So I think for, for Dave Cormack, for Aberdeen Football Club, and for Derek McInnes, I think it was right that they all moved on and, and, and started a new era. Any sign of Lewis coming to Glasgow, to Rangers or Celtic, Mark? Any word on it, no, Barry? It's been very quiet, mm. obviously, since he, he obviously had put his transfer request in. Um, things have went quiet. 
but it's normally a quiet time in terms of transfers. Um, it'll start to heat up probably mid-June mm-hmm. towards the end um, and, and see where Lewis goes. I, I do firmly believe it is the right time for Lewis to move on for his development. I think he's um, Aberdeen have done well for Lewis, don't get us wrong, but Lewis has also done well for Aberdeen. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I honestly, I, I'm... I'm I, no keep man. I don't know what's no, sure. I don't know what's happening. Um, but I fully expect him to, to get that move. Any word from Rangers, Carlos Mendes Gomez linked with the club. He did well for Morecambe the other day. It's, it's this time of year, Barry. Yeah, Any, there's names yeah. been linked left, right, and centre. Um it's just one of these quiet periods mm-hmm. where people just pluck names out. Um but he has he, he has been a big player for, for Morecambe. He was a big part of the obviously winning that playoff final and throughout the season. Um, for Derek Adams when he was there I know he's just moved to Bradford so look, you're going to get names linked over the next few weeks um, but uh, as I said to you Paul I firmly believe there's going to be another two or three in the door at Rangers and maybe one or two leaving it will depend on I the think, size of the bid yeah but also squad players yeah. mm-hmm. guys like Greg Stewart and obviously Jordan Jones is out in loan that I would fully expect some of them to, to move on for their careers as well because it's important that they, mm-hmm. they're at an age where they need to play or get the opportunity to play more so I could see a few going out and as you said listen if a big offer comes in they need to seriously consider it but as I said one player they can't let go is Ryan Kent Just been quiet for the last week or two because Rangers have done you know the business in the league 25 points clear strange isn't it Mark just you know the news cycle at the moment it's Celtic getting the attention for the wrong reasons because they don't have a manager they don't have a director of football Ferkel Harkin that name's gone off the the the, the list of potentials as well he's he's rejected it yeah he's rejected the the move so but for Rangers is that a good sign that's quiet at the moment it is is a good sign because what they've done is they've worked very very hard you know all the players all the staff Stephen Gerrard and his coaches and every single player for for 9 or 10 months and um, you know Rangers have already a couple in the door, Fashion Sakala, don't forget, mm. you know, um, the, the sign of the likes of Scott Wright and, and a couple of lads that they signed as well in January, which, you know, okay, it's a bonus to get them in in January, but it's always with a view to the new, so you potentially get four new signings already in the bag and what Stephen Gerrard will just be hoping that every time his phone rings and he sees either um, Douglas Park yep. or, or, mm. or Ross Wilson's name cup, he'll be praying that it's not a, a bid to take somebody away from him. You know, because look, he's going to face that. The club are going to face that. That's what comes with with success. And it's a compliment. Um, you know, it's like you, you were talking about Lewis Ferguson. That's the ideal scenario for every club. Aberdeen bought him from, from Hamilton for about roughly 250 grand, whatever it was. Even less than that. Even less. Mm-hmm. So, so all of a sudden, they've, they've times these value by 10. They'll get 2 million from him comfortably. And then you look at, at Lewis going from whatever he was on at Hamilton to his wage, to his new contract, and now potentially getting, you know, into the real sort of life-changing um, money um, with his next move. So that's the, the dream scenario for every club and for every player. And that's what Rangers will face um, this summer. And it'll be interesting to see if they do I, I think they'll sell at least one, Paul. I think it just stands to reason as a business you've got to do that as well. You've got to make the numbers sure. um, balance up. And, and, you know, if you buy somebody for one or two million and send them for 10, 12, 14, 16, what's not to like? Do you agree with Barry that Ryan Kent is one that probably will be wanted big time, but the Rangers should hold on to for the Champions League? Yeah, I mean, the, the, they'll, they'll be in. They're, they're, there is interest in, in Ryan Kent. And if there's one guy that Rangers will want to hold on to, um, it, it, it'll be him. You know, there'll be interest in Glenn Kamara. There'll be possible interest in, in James Tavernier they'll be interested in Alfredo Morelos Borna Barisic they'll, they'll be interested in so there's five or six there 
but that that's what that's what comes with success. That's what it's all about. Um, that when you play well, you make your mark domestically. You make your mark in Europe. The big boys, and when I say the big boys, it's not necessarily bigger clubs and Rangers, but it's the bigger leagues. It's yeah. the bigger platforms. They can pay the 10, 12, 15 million quid they can afford to give the guys 40, 50, 60 grand a week. That that's how it works, Paul. With Steven Gerrard at Rangers and with the size of Celtic as well, the two big clubs, I've noticed that on Sky and TalkSport or whatever, they do say that people in England, they don't realise these are massive clubs. Barry, you know it better than anyone have been the, the, with them. You know, most of your career, captaining the club, winning so much with them. They are massive and, and people in the game realise how big they are. Yeah, huge, huge clubs. You just need to look at the, the stadiums, training grounds and the fan base. Mm. Fan base, it's all over the world. Um, that they're, they're two huge clubs, and 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 you know what? A lot of players would love to play for both clubs. Yeah. Um, whether I, when I went down to England, the first thing when I walked in that dressing room was, what's an old firm game like? Mm-hmm. Get me up to an old firm game, and when I took the players up, they could not believe their eyes. Did With you the, the the magnitude of the game, the the fans, the noise? They were annoyed. I'll be honest with you, every single player, and um, they loved it. And it's, as I say, the two of them are, are huge in, in world football. Mark, we would all have loved to have played in it. But, um, Aye. Yeah. How was the derby there, Albion Rovers? <laughs> hey, Rovers at least you played. St. Vernon and Morton, the old uh, Renfrewshire Reserves. Of course, yeah. Um, as well. So, I, look, I, I was, you know, just count myself a. Uh, Privileged to have, have, have been a, a, a footballer, but you know, um, for, for three years or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but you know, when, when Albion Rovers uh, free you, when it was old <laughs> Lisbon Lion, God rest it was Tommy Gemmel um, oh, that it? freed yeah. me um, uh-huh. from uh, from Albion Rovers. So when you get freed by Albion Rovers, then. What did they say to you? Uh, it was by phone. I actually, by phone? I, I actually, believe it or not, I read it in the paper. I read it oh. in the Daily Record I forget it it was Jim Blair yeah. mm-hmm. and Jim Blair had yeah. the list of frees from Albion Rovers before we even knew yeah. and then yeah. Tommy phoned uh, to apologise and I signed for shots and it was an R Lisbon line it was John Clark shots on the court shots yeah. Yeah, out at Hannah Patch. Park yeah that's right Aye. so played there when Frank McGarvey was playing there yeah. um, so played a few games for them and then they managed to see through me and um, <laughs> and then I thought right hold on hold yeah. on it's time to take stock and then that's when I get into journalism that's why you're here Mark Guidi Barry Ferguson next The Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from five Glasgow's on Go Radio thanks for making the switch we're on every night Monday to Friday from five tonight Barry Ferguson the Aloha Athletic Manager good week for you Barry you're, you came in buzzing you're in good form yeah yep. but it's been busy it'd be be honest, Paul, I've been um, everywhere talking to players. Obviously, I, I'm chasing my tail a wee bit. I'm normally organised in yep. terms of I like my squad mm-hmm. together. But because the job came late, and obviously with the playoffs, we we, we Kelly Hearts. Um, I'm just not no used to this. It's, mm-hmm. it's no normal. But eventually got three players over the line, and we'll um, announce them um, next week. That's the paperwork done, and hopefully I'll have another two or three um, to add to what already as a a strong squad I've got there and you hope to have a real go this coming season that's why you've gone there getting them back to the championship yeah well yeah, we're going to win the league yeah yep. that's the attitude you've got to have I mean, if you go in with the attitude of I'll be happy with the playoffs mm. I don't like that um, I've got to be respectful there's a lot of good teams Falkirk and Queen's Park and Airdrie who are full time um, Cove Rangers Paul Hartley's up there doing a real good job 
um, Peter Head with Jim McAnally I can go on and on and on they're, mm. they're real tough teams but listen I'm a big believer in you've got to get in with the mindset of you, you're going in to win it and that's the, the attitude I've got my staff's got and when I meet the players that's the attitude I want them to have and good to see that Queen's Park will be playing this coming season at Fair Hill yeah. so it's good they're staying in the in the city itself yeah yep. yeah. good news um, for the, the, the new uh, head coach uh, Laurie Ellis um, who's taken over and um, you know it'll be interesting to see how Queen's Park um, goes well as Barry says you know pretty much full time uh, along with a, a number of other uh, clubs so uh, League One will be I'd imagine it's going to be really really competitive this season oh, yep. Yep. tough a lot of good players a lot of good teams a lot of good managers um, so uh, listen that's what you're in it for I mean you put yourself under a wee bit of pressure I don't mind that and I'm sure the other managers would, would say the same I, I don't like hearing people saying look we'll just no. we're happy with second, third or fourth um, you, you enter things to try and win it that's the kind of attitude I've got and if I get the right players to help what's already there I think we'll have a, a, a good opportunity you, you look at the amount of ex-Scotland internationalists old firm players mm. that are managing at that level mm. there's Barry you said there's Paul Hartley mm. Ian Murray still at Airdrie yep. Yep. Jamie McInally as mm -hmm. you said yep. uh, Peter Head and forgive me if, if I'm missing oh, anybody sure. but that shows you you know the level um, that, that's there and actually how it's good for a for a, for a Scottish game mentioning ex-internationals and managers let's who have we got for next week beautiful we're going to announce it in Monday beautiful but, right, beautiful. Right. so um, Barry who who? give us just one of the names that we're going to have on with oh, you I think he's on next Wednesday Alec yeah. McLeish my, my old manager at, at Rangers and obviously Scotland with a real successful time there so I keep in touch with him he knows the game inside out brilliant um, obviously started off and Stevie Clarks took it over and again carried on and doing a fantastic job so it'll be great to hear for I better call him, I better yeah. call him Gaffer. Gaffer. Uh -huh. Not Big Eck, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, he was some player. What he did with Aberdeen Miller and McLeish, you know, I was lucky enough to see them, as I mentioned the other day at Spain in the World Cup. Mind you, don't mention that. You never stopped telling Miller. us. No, how, I know. How good I know. Him and, oh, they were, and they, Miller they were phenomenal. And as a manager, amazing. Loves his music as well, as you know. Used to come to so. Alec McLeish will join. Mark, who are we going to have? Who else is going to join us well, uh, in the build up? Well, we will have Sir Kenny Dalglish, one of Scotland's most capped player, 102 He's caps, there, 30, 30 goals. <laughs> Brilliant. Sir Kenny, um, I spoke to him yesterday and he, he promised that uh, he'll come on next week. He likes Go Radio, he likes the team. Well, he joined he us early in the season. Right? So, yeah, yeah he'll, he'll, be, he'll be on to, to share his memories of, of being at the World Cups with Scotland and also you know as we yeah. said earlier Steve Clark a man that he brought to Liverpool to be his assistant manager um, so he, knew, he knows Steve inside out he's got a wonderful relationship mm. with Andy Robertson Kenny took him under his wing when he went down there and, and has really looked after him and helped him to to settle in so yeah and also Kenny can tell us about the England players he, he signed Jordan Henderson um, for, for Liverpool um, wow. so you know he'll he'll be able to, to, to give us all the the info so yeah it'll be good we'll get him off the golf course and get him on the line for well, Go yeah. Radio one thing about yep. Sir, Sir Kenny has um, bumped into him three or four times and he spends a bit of time with you uh -huh. like top top man yeah. um, actually played with his son Paul, Paul. Paul. Yeah. Scotland mm -hmm. under 21s um, spit, absolute spit so, like him, so does Kelly mind you don't they yeah. you know it's yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I'll give you another name for next week he'll be joining yeah. us he's down under he'll be on the line Paul McStay oh, the maestro the maestro Paul McStay's going to join us. He's, he uh, was not too bad, was he? He's some player, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Could, I remember obviously growing up and he was yeah. playing it and I remember he used to get a bit of stick, which I could not believe. I thought when I watched him play, you know, he could handle the football. 
he was a proper midfielder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just maybe if you, it's a good question to ask him. Does he think he maybe should have moved and went yeah. to? Look, uh, ask him um, when he's I on. I think yeah, there was clubs like yeah. Everton. Mm-hmm. Was it Everton and that were interested? They were indeed. Yeah. Clubs, clubs from Italy yep. and France. I yep. think back then maybe about eighty. 85, 86, 87. And Celtic were struggling for much of that time. He carried the yeah. team for a lot of the time, didn't he? He, he, yeah. he did, but he's he's. I think, well, from from what I can remember, the 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 best um, Celtic midfielder, probably the best Celtic player um, of the past 40, um, 50 years. Yeah. And uh, you know, yeah. think back to the, the centenary season when Celtic won the double in nineteen eighty seven, eighty eight. He was absolutely um, outstanding and. As you know as well, Paul and and Barry and and, and Derek, will say it to an absolute gentleman, yeah. which you, oh, you judge people on first and foremost. Just an absolute gentleman, great, great family man, yeah. and he did play in great Celtic teams. But then towards the eighties into the nineties, then Rangers were dominant. It was soonest by that time, wasn't it? Then when he moved on with Walter Smith, Rangers were on the ascendancy. But he wanted to stay at Celtic. But he was great for Scotland as well. Some great goals. He he never missed it. You know, he'd be playing for Celtic, there for Scotland as well. Just ahead of your time, Barry, wasn't it? Did he play with Derek? Would Derek play against him? I your brother played against he him. He did. Yes. But I That's remember right. him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was... like Ferguson and Durant against Aye, McStay. Yeah. And um, yep. uh, sorry, McStay and Grant against Ferguson and Durant. Yeah. I was at that stage when you were saying there, 70, eight, sorry, 87, yeah. 88. Yeah, I, I was right. 10. I was right mm-hmm. into my football there, and I used to watch every single um, game that was on TV. And, and listen, you, you've got to admire. Look, Celtic, we mm-hmm. my team, as everybody knows, but you've sure. got to admire when you mm-hmm. see a good player. And Paul Mc, no, <laughs> not a good player, a great player. Yeah. That's what Paul McStay was. Paul McStay, Barry Ferguson, you'd mention them in the same breath, wouldn't you, Mark? Oh, you know, I, yeah, great players. Yeah, yeah, proper footballers, you know, footballers that, that the nation should be proud of. As Barry says, whether you're Rangers is your team or Celtic's your team, it doesn't matter. You just should appreciate mm. top footballers, the dedication that they've put into their careers, the sacrifices that they've made, the pleasure that they've given supporters, um, etc. etc. So yeah, when you when you mentioned Barry Ferguson Paul McStay, you, you absolutely put them in the same bracket. So, what are we thinking for Sunday night? The match with Luxembourg, Barry? What? Uh, I mean, it's not so much... There will be changes, yeah, but... Hopefully, uh, yeah. the, the, the players that missed through the, the mm. COVID situation, yeah. apart from John Fleck, will be available to play in the game. We don't know if that's going to happen yet, but I'm hopeful. And there's one name that jumps out to me. I know what the rest can do. Mm-hmm. I want to see young Nathan Patterson go and show whether it's, he starts the game he gets 45 minutes in the first half or second half. I just want to see him go and produce the level of performances that he's produced um, with Rangers this season. Mark, what are you looking for on Sunday night? Not least, Nathan Patterson. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, first of all, um, a victory um, and a good performance. Um, and I say, if all those guys are available, hopefully Steve Clark, you know, apart from John Flight, the rest of the guys can can join in. You know, as I said, you know, maybe maybe three positions. Uh, I think three positions up for grabs um, and it's now up to, to, to Steve Clark to go and do it But so they'll, they'll go from from there to their base at Middlesbrough at the Rockcliffe training ground which England have been using um, yeah. the past few days mm-hmm. as well it's a first class facility and it's just you know this time next week Paul we are going to be you know absolutely champing at the bit mm-hmm. to, for, it, for it all to, to kick off I know the tournament starts next Friday night but we'll just be three sleeps away from from Scotland, Czech Republic. 23 years ago, the last time we played Scotland, Morocco, it was a horrible night oh. that night. If you remember back um, in France, in that's the last Saint time Etienne, we played. I yeah, remember. That's the last yep. time that we played um, in a major uh, tournament. So, really can't wait for it. 
there is a few positions up for grabs mm-hmm. I agree with Mark and, and you know what it's a good headache to have for Steve Clark Which that tells w- you mm-hmm. that you've got a real st- a strong squad you've not just got a guaranteed 11 I don't think he's got that he's got like 26 players and I think the full 26 players are more than capable of going and doing a top job for Scotland mm-hmm. the goalkeeper Craig Gordon yeah I thought I thought it was interesting that, that David Marshall got the number one jersey that was significant for me so now unless something happens that tells me that David Marshall is the number one choice and unless something um, unexpected happens David Marshall will get the nod to play against the Czech Republic could be mind games well it could be you can tell he's a manager now as well can't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true it, it could be and isn't it great to see Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney playing so well together, you two know, in the t- same side. It's yeah, two top players and covering two for top each other. Players, but Kieran yeah. Tierney, as I said, he's in a different, different level. See the speed, the energy, the commitment when he bombs down the left. Yeah, I don't Take think he'll be. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he'll be at Arsenal much longer. No, I think he can go in. I know Arsenal. I'm not being disrespectful. Mm. Massive, massive stadium, fairly top players, but. Is this in decline the club, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I'm a so, Man City, Manchester United, mm-hmm. I know they've got Luke Shaw, um, Zinchenko, Zinchenko. Tierney's better than Zinchenko. If they've got money, go and get them. Mm-hmm. Scoreline for Sunday night. I know it's not so much about the scoreline, but we want to keep the momentum going. What yeah, do you think? Last 30 seconds. 4-0 Scotland on Sunday night. Right, 4-0. Barry, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think there'll be a few goals in that. I'll go 3-0. Three. 3-0. Three Thanks to everyone who joined us tonight, not least Lord Willie Hockey who came on after Alex Woodward was telling us about his raising money for a community centre in Bridgeton. Well done, Alex. He's running from now until just before the match at Wembley. He was going to be watching it in a pub in London, but he's going to be going to the match. Courtesy Willie. And Willie and Tom Hunter are going to double the money he raises in the next the next couple of weeks which at the moment is over 19,000 so already it's 39,000 amazing amazing isn't it amazing jester brilliant go radio making dreams come true I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy Gary what a job you did out there today oh it was it was unbelievable you saw the customers faces when that boiler went in it was a really special moment and what about the overall performance Unreal. You you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.